0: Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Motivate Podcast Show. I am your host, Rich Wall Street Williams. And on the Motivate Podcast Show, we always say less, but we definitely, definitely want to believe for more. I wanted to um, rebroadcast or represent some information that we did yesterday uh, on LinkedIn and um, on Twitter. And, and that was information on the cost of a bad hire. You know, for those that have been following um, yesterday, Friday, um, we had a the cost of bad hire. And I understand that there, was, there were some audio issues that prevented individuals from getting um, the information that we had presented. So what I decided to do was just jump right in uh, Saturday morning and, and share the information again that's going to be posted um, for you to view later live. Also, if you're interested in the PowerPoint, you know, just shoot me a quick email, direct text, direct message me, um, and I'll make sure that I get the PDF version of the um, uh, PowerPoint out to you. Uh, some may know, others may not know. Uh, I've been doing business development um, since about 2002. I've been in and around sales. I've been helping sales professional entrepreneurs, small business owners uh, grow their sales. Um, I've traveled from New York to North Carolina uh, doing sales training seminars. And from 2004 to today, I've helped uh, small business owner entrepreneurs um, and sales professionals amass more than 153 million dollars in sales and part of that journey and process have been business development um, in specifically in the area of staffing in the staffing industry. And so I, I've been focused on staffing development and business development since about 2011, 2012. Um, uh, so This information that I'm sharing with you is not only just information that I've read, uh, but this information is part of conversations that I've had with sales professionals, entrepreneurs, small business owners uh, from New York to North Carolina and and, and other parts of the country as it relates to uh, some of the challenges um, that they're having um, and identifying and attracting talent. So I'm, I'm going to share some information today. Hopefully you find value in it. If you find value in it, you know, again, hit that like, subscribe, um, but, or send me a direct message and or email. And I'll make sure that I'll get the information to you. We can stay connected. So this idea of the cost of a bad hire, right? Uh, so what are things that we're going to look at today? And I call this on our journey, you know, and I shared more, uh, shared about me, but this just, you know, again, um, who I am. 12 years staffing industry, I've spent 18, been at least 18 years in real estate business development, business owner, I've had the distinct honor and pleasure of training and coaching, mentoring over 15,000 people since 2004 um, in the area of sales and business development. Um, So where are we going today? We're going to look at what is a bad bad hire. Let's identify what is a bad hire. We want to identify that. Uh, what's the cost of a bad hire uh, based upon uh, uh, current research and and what um, those in the human resource profession have found to be uh, and staffing associates have found to be the cost estimated cost of a bad hire. Real world examples of a bad hire. How do you prevent a bad hire and and then we'll do a, a look, a quick wrap- up. So what is a bad hire? You know, a bad hire is an employee who for one reason or another does not perform to the expected standards of the role or fit in with the company culture. Uh, bad hires can have negative impacts on productivity, team morale, and even your bottom line as they may require additional resources to manage eventually. manage or eventually lead to uh, costly turnover. So so why do bad hires happen? There are a number of reasons for it. I have just picked out what I believe are the top four or five reasons um, that lead to a bad hire. Uh, reason number one is the hiring individual or company rush the hiring process. Listen, friend, you have to trust the process. You have to trust the process, especially if you invest time, energy and money into developing a process on identifying talent, rush to hire process. So when companies are in a hurry to fill a position, um, sometimes they may not take enough time to thoroughly screen candidates and conduct thorough interview. That's part of the coaching consulting that I do is, you know, what is a thorough screening interview? What does it look like? What are some of the questions? You know, there I've discovered in doing this um, that there is a science side. To identifying talent, and and then there is a talent side, or art side. There's a science side, and then there is an art side to identifying talent. What do you mean? There, the science side are the the um, personality assessment, the cultural fit assessments. That's the science side. The art side is the dialogue, the conversation, identifying personalities. Right. Once you identify the personality through science, then it's the art then of the interview screening process. Does that make sense? So, so we talk about how do the two work together. Uh, how can you invest time up front so that you save thousands and thousands, of thousands of dollars later, and, and that's that screening process that I mentioned. You know. Sometimes companies, when they have a bad hire, they lack clear job requirements. If a job requirements are not clearly defined or communicated, it can be difficult to identify the right person for the the opportunity or or for the role. So not always the candidate is a bad or um, not qualified. Sometimes it's the company not clearly identifying what they are looking for. You know, I've had this happen again and again, uh, uh, over the years of doing this um, business development meeting with a a HR professional VP of HR, CEO, CTO uh, of a company, and, and hearing what he or she what their desire is in the next hire based upon a job description. Then we go out into the marketplace, right, whether it's a career builder, indeed, zip recruiter, LinkedIn. We go out to the job market looking for the person, and we find that the person doesn't exist. Now, the old school term, and you know, let me know you could if if you're this will let me know if you're old school or not in 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 staffing and business development. The purple squirrel, (laughs) right? And so we're looking for a person that doesn't exist. Why does that happen? Because the job description isn't clearly defined. Rich, I want a person um, that has. That that have been on the same job for ten years. I want a person um, that has this particular degree in this area of field. I want a person that's um, salary range is here. I want a person that has these specific technical skills. I want a person. <clears throat> excuse me. That have that has these specific soft skills. Right. Then you look at the list and you say, "Man, this person is perfect on, on paper." but this person doesn't exist in the real in the real world. So you gotta have these conversation. What am I really looking for, right? When I was selling real estate, um, I would meet with seller, I mean buyers, and, and I would say to buyers at the start of the conversation, what does your dream home look like? And they get real excited. We lean into the conversation. Okay, Rich, I want a four bedroom, three bath home. I want the garage to be detached. I want it to be brick. I want it to be facing east I want the driveway to be this and they're naming everything that they want and they want the level yard fenced in uh no HOA you know so they're going on and on with this list right and so typically we we'll generate a list of 10 things in your dream home here are 10 things um that I want in my dream home right and then we go through after we go through the list, I go to the other side of the piece of paper because I draw a line down the middle of the paper on the left is the dream home on the right is okay. So which of these things can you live without? Hmm. They say, right? And it's the same way with with identifying talent. I, I know you have a dream list of what that next hire looks like. Um, but be clear on your job requirements. Poor candidate screening. If a company relies solely on resumes or doesn't conduct thorough background checks they may miss red flags you know um there's a standard uh guideline that i particularly look for is three and ten three and ten three and ten three and ten what does three and ten mean three and ten simply means over the past 10 years no more than three job assignments no more than three job duties right i'm not not talking about contracted workforce i'm not talking about the individual that was on some type of contract and the contract ended but they can show a track record record Hey, I've, I've I've been a subcontractor. I'm on. I've been on this um, uh, contract for the federal government, and this contract lasted two years, year and a half, three years, whatever. And then I went to the, you know, same vehicle, but I'm uh, but I'm different contracts. You know, if that makes sense. So we look at the three ten, the three ten over the past ten years. No more than three opportunities. As a matter of fact, last week I did a poll on LinkedIn and I asked the question: How many jobs in the past ten years is too many for you? And I believe the number was somewhere around 81% of the people polled during that three-day poll said that anything, three jobs or more is too much. Now, part of that mixture is you gotta look at some things that has happened recently in the country, COVID as an example. Now we're we're on the other side of the uh pandemic where it shut the country down and businesses went, you know, businesses closed. There's still some uh, uh, lingering effects of COVID, but for the most part, we've moved on to the other side in the company. I mean, the country, most countries are open and traveling. So I'm not talking about that period from 20, I don't know, 2019, 2021, 2020, 2022 uh, period because COVID. Another reason for bad hires that bias or discrimination, hiring decisions can be influenced Um um, because of biases that the individual has and or um, discrimination. So we got to be aware of that, right? Gender, uh, age, race, ethnicity, you know, these biases that we have, and, and I say we, uh, everyone to, I believe, everyone to some level have a degree of biases that's about them. Okay, so I have a bias. Or a prejudice against onions. <laughs> I hate onions. As a matter of fact, I don't like people that like onions. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. No, but I'm serious. I, I don't like onions. So I, I I have a predispensation. I have a I have a a posture towards onions that sometimes get in the way of my food selection. You understand what I'm saying, so I'm I'm not talking about some. I'm talking about a bias to the extent where you will only hire women, or you will only hire men, or you will only hire um, um, a certain uh, ethnicity group or ethnic group. That's not onions and 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 making a decision to hire only men. See, those are two different things, right? And sometimes we are not aware of our personal biases that gets in the way of our decision making process. We're going to look at the decision making process as it relates to hiring, you know, some tips, techniques that you and I can use um, that we make better, higher decision and cultural misalignment. When a candidate values and work style don't align with the company's culture, it can lead to poor performance. Right, it could lead to poor performance. Here's some real live examples of bad hires. You know, the first example was, you know, there was a marketing agency. They hired a graphic designer who had an impressive, who had impressive credentials, a strong portfolio. However, after just a few months on the job, that designer struggled. Right. Uh, They struggled to meet deadlines, communicate effectively with clients and team members. And so the agency had to spend additional resources to manage the designer's workload and eventually had to let the designer go. And that resulted in a loss of time, money and productivity. The cost of a bad hire. Another real world example, um, that I came across was a startup company hired a software engineer and again person impressive credential resume seemed like a great fit for the for the company culture however after a few weeks on the job it became apparent that the engineer lacked the necessary technical skills um Despite training, support, et cetera, it was still unable, that engineer was still unable to perform to the company's standards. And eventually, um, they had to release the engineer. Uh, there was an investment, a cost of, you know, product development associated with finding it, um and hiring a replacement. So, so this whole idea of the higher, you know, I said earlier, it, there is a science side and then there is an art side. Uh, and oftentimes there's either a focus on the science side or there's a focus on the art side. Right. And so what this whole conversation is about is how do you bring the two sides together? so that we have an environment where hiring processes are smoother and we're attracting the right type of talent for our organization. That's where I focus on as it relates to the business um, process. So what is the cost of a bad hire? So depending on the research that you read and and you follow, um, so I read the information from, as it relates to HR profession and professionals, Um, um, staffing associations and other research on human capital, human behavior. The estimated cost for a bad hire, it can vary. From 30%, think about this, from 30% to 150% the cost of a bad hire. So let's assume the cost is 30% and the salary is $65,000 a year. That's $19,500. So it costs that company $19,500 for the bad hire. Listen, if you would only invest in your process, look into your process. Make sure your team, your, your team. Is trained on identifying talent. Everyone should be involved in a hiring process. From HR to floor uh, supervisor, everybody and other employees. You know, I, it, one of the things that we've used in the past is um, I remember we had a client, I had a client that I was working for, and they were. Um, they open up a, a uh, call center, and so I was hired to work with the client uh, concerning o- onboarding process for the call center, and I got real good at it, and I, took, and I got some additional training, and then, you know, eventually I became a subject matter expert on call centers, and so one of the things, one of the, and I'm just, I'm, I'm putting a, a, a tool out there, a strategy, giving you this for free is we did profile hiring identify talent out you, you, you know it it sounds a little unnerving a little unnerving a little uncomfortable i'm not sure what word i'm looking for a little uncomfortable when to say that we profiled workers <laughs> but we did so one of the things that i did was i said so who are your top performers in your call center who are your top performers and they identified top employees. Um, customer service um, agents that were on their game in terms of um, their call time and, and how they accessed the knowledge database when the calls were coming in and how many calls per hour inbound or how many uh, calls per hour outbound. They were really good at it. And so uh, I sat down with those top performing employees and I began to ask them questions about things that they were doing. What did you do? How are you doing what you're doing? On your job, and they will share with me. I will share with them, I would add, find out things about, you know, where do you shop for your food? What type of articles, magazines do you read? What type of sports do you find? You know, all of this gave us, and this is part of the art side. The science side is, is, is answering the questions. You know, the science side, when you do a personality assessment, It'll give you four, three or four questions. Are you most likely, least likely? Most likely, least likely, right? You're familiar, you know what I'm talking about. That's that's the science side. The art side is now, let's connect with the behavior. Let's talk to the individual. Let's find out tendencies. What time do you typically get to work? Where do you get your coffee? How? What kind of article, right? So that gave us a pretty round picture, right? And we, over time, we were able, able to increase Retention. They they were losing people. They were losing like 20, 30, 20, 30 percent of their um, 20, 30 percent of the hiring force. I mean 20 to 30 percent of their team, they they were lose every month. Can you imagine if you have a hundred people and you're losing 20, 30 people a month? Can you imagine the cost, the insaneness, the constant turning over in the HR department? Then when you just look at the process, right? The cost of a bad hire, man. I'm telling you. Thirty to up to 150 percent. But think about that. In that scenario, got a hundred-person call center, and you got a 20-30 percent uh, turnover attrition. You got 20 or 30 percent people leaving. 20-30 percent average salaries, whatever it is. And then the time of the individual, the HR team, etc., managers, etc., interviewing constantly to go from 20-30 percent to 10 or 15 percent is where we end up at. Was really we literally reduced. The cost of the bad hire by almost fifty percent. Where is that money going? down? the money can go into development. The money can go into technology. The money can go to the company bottom line. The company is now a little bit more profitable. But understand that there's there's a cost. Other factors that uh, are that are affected by a bad hire is you know it impacts the team morale. You got that person that they just don't fit in, or they're struggling, or the whatever the case may be. Company reputation um is is affected and decreased productivity etc that's the cost of a bad hire so how do we prevent it the thorough recruiting process i just gave you you know one of the strategies that i've used in the past background checks reference checks skill assessments cultural fit evaluation what is a cultural fit you know if your company is, is family oriented some people uh, some uh, HR professionals will say, "Yeah, well, we're, we're a team environment. We're a family environment. Team and family means different things to different people." Did you? Did you? You get that? Team and family means different things to different people. Let's pretend that my family experience isn't that great. I have. Um, I'm from a dysfunctional family. I'm at the interview and you tell me that working at your company, we all are family. I'm hearing that and I'm filtering that through my experience. We're talking about the behavior side of the interviewing process. You say we are a family. I'm filtering what you're telling me through my experience as a family. Subsequently, on the job, I'm skeptical of my coworkers. Cause I got family members that talk about me behind my back, or I got family members that try to take from me, steal from me. Right. So you got to understand these different dynamics in this hiring process, onboarding and training program. That's where, uh, for me, I see the, the biggest part of reducing the cost of a bad hire is onboarding and training uh, programs. Because unfortunately for the hire, they are being hired using a Oh man, let me say this, An, an, an outdated process. When was the last time you had a conversation with your HR team, your hiring team, your supervisors, your managers, as it relates to new and innovative ways to screen candidates? When was the last time you change your approach? This is no. This is the the days where uh, you, you know you go out to lunch and you have a great lunch dinner and and, and you tell stories, jokes, whatever. Now that still does happen on some level, but I'm talking about how do I how do I hire a a worker that's a millennial? How do I understand the Generation X or gen, right? How do I how do I hire? My hiring practice, if my hiring practice was based upon, was developed during the baby boomers, and now I'm interviewing a millennial, Generation X and or andor generation Z, the process, the thinking, the exposure is different. So training, you you know, one of the the, the things that I focus on is ERT right employee retention training employee retention training sometimes the cost of a bad hire can be reduced by training the people that you have already hired does that make sense i hope it's making sense so onboarding training that's something you know that i uh, um focus in on and we have conversations about so the, the wrap up here is this interrogate your process It's not always the candidate that's a bad hire. Sometimes it's our process, it's outdated. Ask questions, who, what, when, where, how, and why. You know what I've discovered, friend? I've discovered that answers aren't obligated to come to me if I'm not asking questions. Answers aren't obligated to come to people who don't ask questions. Hey, listen, Bob, I was just curious. Right now, now answers are coming. If I'm not asking myself as a as a hiring professional, what is preventing my organization from getting to the next level? If I'm not asking myself a question, how do we improve our training programs so that we get maximum results from our employees, from our family? How do I change my perspective? Asking myself a question, is my recruit select and hiring process, right? Is my recruiting, selecting, and hiring process, is it based upon a 1950, 1960, or 1970 business model and or population? Is it relevant? Is it relatable? And is it in real time? Is it relevant? Is my process relevant? Is my process relatable? And is and and is my process in real time? Right. And we'll, we'll break that down later. But I'm just simply giving some ideas here to look at as it relates to the hiring process. And the final thought here is this, friend: I have to be willing to see the truth about my process. I have to be willing, friend. You have to be willing. You have to be willing to see the truth about your hiring uh, process. Maybe a little uncomfortable. That's okay. But when we are uncomfortable, we're growing. Growth and success is based upon. Our environment. What does our environment look like? Are we offering the best? So, listen. I I, I appreciate it. Uh, thank you so much for taking your time uh, to 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 get this information. Again, if you want this information, you want me to send out the PowerPoint. I'll send out a PDF copy of, of the PowerPoint. Just drop a comment below, uh, direct message me, email us, and I'll make sure that you get the information that you need. So, I'll see you at the top because the bottom. It's just too crowded now. We never look down on anyone unless we're looking down to give them a hand up. I'll see you soon. Let's get it.